You gotta have a fiddle in the band That lead guitar is hot But not for Louisiana man So raw's enough that both are faded love And let's all dance If you're gonna play in Texas You gotta have a fiddle in the band All right, it is championship week I remember down for Montana Houston, State, we the Bobcats. Heading to Frisco, Texas. You know by now, national championship game, Saturday the 8th. I have Bear Tycoon with me. I have Montana Parlay with me. It's finally here. It's finally here. First time since 1984 that Montana State has been in the championship game. First time they've ever gone to Frisco, Texas in this championship game that the FCS has down there. I still don't know if I can wrap my head around the fact that the Cats are in the championship game two and a half weeks after the win over South Dakota State. But the week is upon us. It's a new year. It's time for Montana State to win a championship. I don't know about you guys. I'm excited. I'm nervous. And I just want to get this game here as soon as possible. Yeah, this time off with the holiday in between, it's kind of a weird feeling. It, it like, is it real? Is it going to happen? Are we going to watch another football game? I, it's, I, I won't believe it till I'm down there in Frisco. And I... I am going. Nate, are you going? I am down there. Uh, heading down there Thursday night. So we'll be there. Um, get there early. Friday will be a day just to hang out and, you know, probably have a few brews. But then call it quits a little bit early since ESPN2 made this damn game start at 11 o'clock that, Central. That time is rough. Saturday. Like 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Yeah. Uh, 9 a.m. your time that you uh, live in currently, I believe. It's just. No matter which way you look at it, <laughs> you're good at times. It's brutal. Like a little, little too early. Although I will say, I went to the Sam Houston game, uh, the the quarterfinal, and that game started at I believe 7:30 Central Time, and when we won, and I walked to the bar we uh, had some pregame drinks at, they had already closed down. So on the other end, you know, oh, the wow. the late the late games, the early games. <laughs> You know, the Bobcats have had to go through everything, but, I, you know, I think they'll be ready. Um, just, But it, it just, is too damn just early. Just a classic, classic negative cat fest. Oh, my God, we're in the championship, but it's at 11 a.m. Just suck it up. Go to the tailgate well, early. Well, not 11 a.m. for you. You get a nice afternoon game over yeah, there. Yeah, noon for me. Uh, on the 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 elite east coast um the ivory tower east coast will be watching the game at noon if we can get away from our chess tournaments and spelling bees um but you fellas had two weeks between our pods the bobcats are in the national championship and just so our viewers are aware both montana parlay hot take nate have said they don't have any notes for today's podcast they are winging it let the record show bear tycoon's got a full page of notes Ready to go, ready to talk about these Bobcats, who you know I love so much. I'm speaking from the heart. So you guys are flying in. Speaking from the heart, perfect. You can't, you can't take notes. It's like a good, it's like a good best man speech. It's one that you don't prepare. You have some thoughts leading <laughs> yep. up to it, but then you get there, you wing it, and those are usually going to be the best. No, they they are never the best. Here's some here's some life advice. If you're given a best man speech and you're not a professional like politician or someone who speaks for a living off the cuff, you should probably write things down. You should probably practice it a couple times and you should definitely have a time limit of about four minutes for that speech to be done. Yeah. 
Note cards. Just some rules to live by. Note cards, but not a notepad. Hit the hit yes, the key you points. You don't want to read the whole. Do thing. not read. Yeah. You know this is this is what this podcast is about. You can get life advice and Bobcat Championship football. Those are the two things. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and uh, you know I've given one best man speech in my life. No notes, off the cuff. Brought down the house. No chance it was good. I <laughs> promise you, no one thought it was. Good. Oh, it was great. And no then it, I was actually co-best man. I was co-best man. The other best man uh, had an iPad that he was reading his off That's of, a mistake. and I was so glad I went first. It was a hard act to follow, and he was reading, and it was way too sentimental. Where How mine long was more was fun and talking about our drunk escapades. How long was yours? How long approximately do you? Go? Oh, four minutes. Perfect. Max. Yeah. As long, so really what it comes down to is the length of it. Like if it's a bad speech, it, if it's a short, bad speech, no one's going to care. If it's a long, bad speech or even a long, good speech, nobody wants that. No. Four minutes is kind of the the spot. The key is to go up with some notes, like, like Parlay said, set a timer or yes. have somebody in the audience have a timer to give you a signal when you're hitting uh, that four minute mark and then ra- have a closer ready to go. Very sentimental. That's the end. Here's the thing, too. I suppose I suppose I'd have to go. Well, I suppose I'd have to go with with uh, Veritekun's first thing, saying whether you're a politician or just a really good public speaker. You know, that's where I come in. Is just a very good public speaker. No need yeah. for notes. Oh, Off yeah. the cuff is going to be better than most that you've seen with notes. Just one of those things. Is a talent I have. I'm not good at a lot of things, but that public but speaking thing is one that nothing. I've gotten comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, virtually nothing except that. Mike Nugent. Of the Grizz fan pod, now a commissioner in Missoula County, that guy can go up, give any speech, no notes. He has graduated to that level. Um, but Him and I both. Well, Mike for sure. I, wh- whose wedding was this? You can tell me offline because I want to get some. Uh, I want to get some. You know whose it is. You know. You know the person. Excellent. I'm going to get some. I'm going to do some. He has recon. the same name. He has the same name as uh, Montana Parlay. Okay, I'm going to do some recon and find His out. His name is Montana. And you know the you you actually know the you know your real name, and you also know the co-best man. Uh, uh, <laughs> he has red hair, so there you go. Perfect, excellent, excellent, excellent. Hopefully he listens. Um, all right, let's get back on track. Montana State, <laughs> yeah. North yes. Dakota State, um, this weekend, Saturday, seven thirty a.m. Everyone tune in to ESPNU. <laughs> Um, what are you guys doing? So you, Parlay, you get down there on on uh, uh, Friday. Nate, you get down Thursday night. What is kind of the the agenda for the the, the day before the game? You know, I'm, I'm Explore hoping for the sights and sounds of Frisco. Hoping that my cousin's friend shows up to the airport on time and sober. That's that's agenda number one. Uh, agenda number two is get to the Airbnb, check in, find a place to eat. We've been doing some scouting. Uh, I've heard a good thing about Hutchins, the barbecue in Frisco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's some mm-hmm. bars that are nearby the stadium. You know, just get out. There's nothing better than a road game. Running into fans of your team that you know, maybe you don't know, and just having some drinks. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. I've done that I don't know how many times outside of Bozeman. I went to... I went to a game at Kansas State. Uh, I went to a game in Wyoming. I went to Sam Houston. Uh, but I'm guessing the vibe is going to be even a bit better this weekend in Frisco. 
It's going to be lit. It's going to be great. It's going to be lit, Parlay. So that's it. You know. But that just sounds like a great itinerary. That's a nice little nice little Friday you got leading yeah. up to the game. And who knows? I might come. I'm a little nervous about all these flight cancellations. I've The cr- thought has entered my mind that, you know, I, I uh, fly in Thursday, check in at Nate's Airbnb a little early, maybe fill his fridge with uh, beer and sleep on the couch. <laughs> uh, it's the first time he's hearing of this, but uh, it's the thought has crossed my mind. Sure. Nate's going with his family. It hasn't sure crossed mine, but now it has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they'd yeah. love to have you. The more the merrier. Um, yeah. It sounds like a pretty, I mean, I think it's going to be the same thing Friday. Wake up, maybe go for a run. I don't know. Uh, just run around the stadium trying to get my bearings. Run yeah. through Frisco Square. I don't yeah. know. You're like a block um, from the stadium, right? Yeah. Right across from the stadium. If the Airbnb answers their messages, it'll be nice because I don't quite know how to get into it yet. And we're two days away. I don't know if they send that to you early. It kind of depends on the Airbnb, I suppose. Um, but yeah, right next to the stadium. I think right next to Frisco Square. Never been to Frisco, um, so it'll all be new to me. But yeah, get down there, find some good food, some drinks. I think, uh, like Parlay saying, it's super fun when you do go to these things. I, I guess maybe I see why some FBS teams like bowl games in terms of like it's a road game. We're going to get to go party with some fans in a different neutral site that you haven't been to. It's kind of like the out-of-conference FBS games that we get to play. Like he was talking about Wyoming. I went to the Wazoo game a few years back. It was just really fun to see Cats fans in Pullman. And uh, this one's going to be a little bit different because it's not an exhibition game, like a play-up FBS game. Right, there's sometimes stakes. Feels like. This one's for the Natty. Yeah, this one's this one has stakes. This one's for the national championship, so it's super exciting. Um, I'm going to have to remember pace and moderation on Friday. Uh, I think the, the atmosphere can get the best of you when you start yep. pounding some beers. And you have to remember that the tailgate lots open up at 7 a.m. Central time. Yeah, you're going to want to get there and just take in the whole atmosphere. So um, ibuprofen, liquid IV, uh, hydrating. Um, have you ever seen those little pills called flyby? You take like three of them uh, when you have your first drink and then three of them before you go to bed with water. They never really worked for me, but I'll still try them again. Sure. Uh, anything can help. There's nothing wrong with more vitamins in your body, I suppose. So I think uh, Friday's going to be, get you know, really bad kidney stones by the end of this trip, <laughs> loading up with nutrients. Yeah. I'm going to overdose on vitamin D, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's if you can make the game on Saturday morning while also having fun Friday night, it'd be worth it. You know, um, I don't know, Parlay, would you take kidney stones for a cat's win? Uh, as much as I've heard, they're terrible. Yes, of course. That is part of the whole experience this weekend is, <laughs> yes, of course. is that balance of the Friday night to the Saturday morning game. You know, it's, you, you want to. Yeah. It's a challenge for us, too. The players aren't the only ones doing something challenging. <laughs> it's probably week. harder for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're they're just 18, it's like our 19, own game. 20, 21 years old. All they have to do is play a football game for a national championship. Nate mm-hmm. and I have to balance as mid to late 30-somethings, you know, who knows how old we are, are drinking Friday night with our cheering and drinking Saturday morning. Like, that's a lot. That's quite a bit. It is. We both we both uh, bit off a little bit more than we could chew the Friday before Cat Grizz in Chicago separately. Mm-hmm. Came together um, on Cat Grizz Saturday to the bar, and both of us were uh, – and that was a noon start, uh, central time. We were both feeling a little iffy. Uh, coming into that game just because we did have some fun out in Chicago the night before. So it's something that we're going to have to learn from that, maybe go back, check out the film in a way, what we did wrong that night. Um, we still made it, but 
this is a lot earlier game than that if we want to get to the tailgate. So it's uh, it's going to be an endeavor, an athletic endeavor for us as well. But this is the national championship. This is what we've done the whole year for. You know, that Cat Grizz uh, showing up kind of hung over to the game uh, just sets us up to be better this game, I think. Oh, I don't know why you had to bring up Cat Personally. Grizz. Yeah. If we want well, to- it was the best thing that's ever happened to the Cats. Cat Grizz is literally the best thing that's ever happened to Montana State. Because it killed Matt McKay. One, it killed Matt McKay figuratively, and two, it got us on that side of the bracket, and three, we're in the national championship game with Tommy Malott. So, yeah, it was the best thing that ever happened. I'll bring up that Cat Grizz for years and years. Yeah, me too, um, especially depending on what happens on Saturday. I think we'll talk about that Cat Grizz game uh, a lot. I'm excited to, hmm. for years and years and years <laughs> to come. Uh, years and years to come. Weather for the game, 63 and rainy, potential rain on Saturday. Does that worry you at all? No. I, I Too hot for the Bobcats? I kind of wish it was cold and, you know, not rainy, but a little cold, a little chilly. Uh, Bobcats could handle that better than North Dakota State and their dome. But uh, I hope it's not rainy. You know, that grass isn't great. Uh, you know, Rain we've got suck. two great teams with a lot of talent. We don't want too much, you know, weather factors or, you know, anything else to to stop what yeah. is, should be an amazing game. Yeah, I had in my notes in, in sequential order, I said, you know, weather, 63 and rainy, advantage cats, they play outside. And then underneath that I said, but NDSU also plays in Frisco fairly often, yeah. so it's probably used to – uh, the weather down there. The funniest outcome, I'm rooting for the Bobcats, on the record rooting for the Bobcats, of course. Um, the funniest outcome is if the Bobcats get the shit kicked out of them and it pours rain the whole time and you guys are miserable, soaked in the rain and miserable. And that's the funniest outcome. That's not what I'm rooting for, but that would be the funniest, the funniest outcome. Mm. So I think the nice part about this point is even if it rained and even if we got the shit kicked out of us, uh, I don't fly back till um, Monday afternoon. So Ooh. I have all day Sunday to recover. Yeah. Early Same. game, if we get this shit kicked of us, it's raining. I'm going to a bar, drown my sorrows just like we did after Cat Grizz. Had a fantastic time. Maybe not as many hard alcohol drinks. Yeah, stay uh, away from the mess. It's happening after that. But I mean, there's a. Yeah, I think it's just going to be, you know, uh, I'm not saying that uh, we've arrived and this is really, I mean, we got to the national championships and that's really all I care about because that's not true. I want to win this thing so badly. Um, but I just don't think there's going to be a way to keep us down, regardless of, of this game. Just the atmosphere of the weekend, getting to be out there. Uh, even if it's raining, I don't think it's going to. Um, you know, I'm the one that is the fog expert, the meteorologist of the three of yeah. us. Um, if there was one qualified to be. And I just don't think there's going to be rain. I've been cool. looking at the Doppler. Doppler on a Good. Tuesday? Yeah. Okay. An advanced version. I'm looking. I'm looking. You guys are looking like two days in advance on those radars. Looking like I'm looking at the jet stream right Pacific now. right now. Nice. Yeah. That's smart. Some, we have to look at the Gulf too when you're down there yeah. in Texas. Yeah, you got the edge. You got to give yourself an edge. Nate's yeah. got the edge. You know, forget you forget there's like the Gulf of Mexico down there that that Texas borders. You forget about that. Yeah. So one uh, one point that's in a m- numerous articles that I thought was interesting. Um, Montana State has beat in these playoffs the two teams that most recently beat North Dakota State. Mm -hmm. So, Jake, you mentioned you're at Sam Houston State. Uh, That's who knocked NDSU out of the spring playoffs, the fake playoffs. And then, of course, South Dakota State 
uh, in the semifinals, you guys knocked off. Those are the last two losses from North Dakota State. So my instinct continues to be that North Dakota State is this juggernaut. Um, you know, they're at a whole different level. But those two data points favor the Cats. I mean, if, if these guys beat North Dakota State, you guys beat them. It, like, that's an equation that shows that Montana State should be able to hang with the Bison. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key is it's not going to be like 19 and 18. Like, I'm not saying we're going to win right now, but it should be like 2019 and 2018 when we just got blown out of the water and we had no advantage at any position um, and they just completely dominated us. I do not see that happening. Uh, They still might be the best team, but I don't see that complete domination happening Saturday, knock on wood, that we saw the last two times we faced them in the playoffs. Part- well, it's the last last three okay, times yeah. we faced them in the playoffs, and, really. and a lot part of that is their home field advantage. It is humongous, playing in that dome. Um, part of it, 2019, they had the number three pick in the NFL draft. They've got a different guy at QB right now. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of factors, you know, a lot of – has been said about what vegan has brought to the table with his experience at North Dakota State you know and then the work that Bobcats have put in to get stronger to get bigger to get faster where you know we're more even with these guys than we ever have been in the past like it all changed you know hopefully it comes back is 2010 was it 2010 when they came to Bozeman and it was right before they started their dynasty because they went to Eastern. Eastern beat them. Eastern won the championship that year. North Dakota, we were right with North Dakota State the first three quarters. Fourth quarter, they beat the piss out of us, and it looked like we just had no chance of stopping their run. We had no chance of moving the ball on them. And that's when it started. But I think, Saturday, we'll get into this more, but it's just not going to be the same on Saturday. Yeah, I think I, I have to agree with you there. This team is way different than the last two. One, we had Troy Anderson at quarterback um, last uh, two years ago, the last real season. Uh, went into that with a little bit more optimism. North Dakota State still beat the shit out of us. And that was with, that was with Trey Lance. That was with some guys that I think you know. One guy transferred down to LSU uh, that next season uh, to play down there. Like that, that was an unbelievably talented team. I don't think the talent level for NDSU is quite what it was then. They're still obviously a very, very good team. This season didn't look as crazy dominant for them. Uh, when you go through their games, you know, they're winning, obviously. They only had one loss on the year, and that was to South Dakota State. Um, but they kind of hit their stride, it feels like, after uh, there was a 27-20 to win against Missouri State, and then they beat the shit out of <laughs> Indiana State 44-2, to which is yeah. a hilarious score. One of the funniest They scores. lost that South yeah. – yeah, they lost that South Dakota State game, and that was the one that I probably – I watched that one um, via Brian Loves Ball. Is that what it's called on YouTube? Yep. Yeah, Brian Loves Ball. So I saw that game. South Dakota State just kind of ran the – Matthew Loves Ball. Uh, South Dakota State just dominated them on the ground. Like, it was unbelievable what South Dakota State was doing to them in that game. Um, and that's why I was really nervous going into that South Dakota State game after seeing what they could do to North Dakota State. But after that, they did hit, you know, Youngstown State 49-17. to They beat South Dakota 52-24. They beat uh, SIU 38-7. to 
And they got ETSU 27 to three. And then obviously that win against JMU. So it seems like they did hit a little bit of a stride after that South Dakota state game. It kind of looked like maybe the bison of the past, but like we've been saying, it just, this isn't the same team from the, you know, the Wentz, Lance stick, all those unbelievable quarterback years. Sure. This is the best chance the cats are going to have to, to get them in recent memory. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they lost in the playoffs in the spring, you know, there's, there's precedent of the team beating them. And, uh, you know, you beat that team. Where do you, so looking at North Dakota State and Montana State, it seems like they have a lot of the same strengths, but where do you see the the advantages for the Bobcats? Like what positions do you see, or what, you know, what positions, what players, what parts of the field do you see advantages for the Cats? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, I mean... <laughs> It's hard. I mean, I haven't watched enough North Dakota State to like be an expert on them, but I think the one thing that you know we always talk about the Cats' ground game, but these Cats' wide receivers really all season when McKay could get them the ball, when his arm could actually get it to them, and now that Tommy, who's dropping dimes in the deep throws, these receivers are going up and getting almost a hundred percent of the fifty-fifty balls, and Lance McCutcheon's having a season that may get him some NFL looks, just with his size, with his talent level, and what he's been able to do. You know, almost 1,200 yards receiving uh, on the year, 60 receptions, and a lot of those are going up and getting that ball over someone. Um, you know, it's hard to guard a six-five dude as a corner, no matter how good you are. I think there's just an advantage still with how good Montana's receivers have been playing lately and how well Tommy's been throwing the ball when he does get that single coverage. And so, like I said, I can't pretend to know what NDSU's corners are like or what their secondary is like, but I still see that cat. those Cats-wide receivers have been such – a huge benefit and advantage the last three games that it's hard to not see them having an advantage again in this one. Parlay, anything to add? I mean, my, my initial reaction is touchdown. Tommy has an advantage at QB and that's nuts because he's only started three playoff games. Um, but he's only started yeah, three, games, three, total. three <laughs> yeah. games total. And Miller ain't no slouch, but and but the thing is, both teams no. are very efficient in their passing game. They pick their spots, and yeah, overall and in the playoffs, our receivers do look better. But and I think you know if we would have played North Dakota State a week after our last win on a neutral field, advantage Bobcats. But North Dakota State has you know McCutcheon might get some looks in the by NFL scouts. North Dakota State has a legit NFL wide receiver that's been out the last three or four weeks with a hamstring, but with these three th- three weeks off plus the three weeks he missed, he's probably back. They've kind of kept things close to, you know, zip, but Watson is a legit talent with a shit ton of speed. You know, he, he makes me nervous, so I think overall our – Wide receiver core looks good. Tommy looks great. I'd like to give the Cats the advantage of that, but that, you know, kind of unknown is how healthy is Watson for North Dakota State. Because you throw him in and then it's tough to find advantages. I mean, both teams are really good on both sides of the line. And I just, I I thought it's the same thing in 19, and they proved to be much better than us. But I think this year it's different. And I hope Benson is healthy enough to add a little extra depth. Um, 
but Hardy has just been playing out of his mind. I don't know if they can give us the advantage there, but at least the ability to match up with the guys they have. And that's big considering the history between these two teams. That if we can at least match up, yeah, you know, think- it comes down to playmakers like Tommy. It comes down to coaching. And, you know, I might be a little bit skewed because I saw North Dakota State's coach go for an extra point to go up six with like four, five, six minutes left in a low-scoring game. I just could not believe that he would go up by six points. Um, so I, I, I want to give Vegan the edge there too in the coaching. But, you know, it's tough to say, you know, because the teams are so good at so many positions, so many um, facets of their games. You know, in North Dakota State's the juggernaut for the last 10 years. It's hard to give Montana State an edge at anything, but you know I was leaning at the beginning, saying QB and QB and coach. And other than that, we'll see. Yeah, it's interesting that vegan thing with him. You know, everybody knows he coached North Dakota State. Everybody knows that he knows this school. He's an alum of North Dakota State. You know, he was the offensive coordinator for their 11, 12, and 13 championships before he went down to Wyoming. This isn't his first rodeo in a championship game, coaching in this environment, getting a team up for this, which I think is a, such a massive, massive thing for this Cats team. You know, if this is Choate, he has never been in a national championship game like this. It's a new ground for him. Bull, or I'm sorry, not Bull. Well, it was Craig Bull that was with, um, that took him to Wyoming, and who Vegan was with. But, I mean, that has to be something. You know, they always talk about in the playoffs, having those veterans come in who have been to, you know, the MLB playoffs and the World Series preparation, keeping your nerves, knowing what to do the day before the game, getting up that day and not getting too overwhelmed. Like vegan has all of this from his time at North Dakota state in this level against a team that he's coaching against. I think it's a huge advantage and one that not a lot of teams get when they're making their first national championship appearance in 37 years is having a coach who did it and won three championships with the dynasty that is North Dakota state. I don't think that can even be, overstated enough is how big of an advantage or not even an advantage over NDSU, but just how huge that is for Montana state in prepping for this game and the practices that led up to it and what he needed to do to get. And it helps a lot. We were joking earlier about the time of the game, but you know, you take a team with like Nate said, a coach that has no Frisco experience. You put them on that field at a national championship level. You start them at 11 AM, 10 AM, their local time. That's problems for everyone. But when you have a guy that's experienced with the whole process multiple times, you know, it, like it's just huge. It's it's big, um, and it definitely helps us match up more evenly with them. Where you know they're just used to it. It's just you know another day in Frisco for for the Bison. Yeah, and I think it's I think and I think he sh- and Vegan has shown it through the three games of this playoff of the current playoffs is. He's a damn good coach when it comes to these games. Like he beat, I mean, even you go back to the regular season, beating Weber, beating Eastern thing, teams that other MSU coaches couldn't beat in the last decade, gets into the playoffs and just absolutely is a star in terms of killing Sam Houston, beating South Dakota State, the team that many thought were gonna, was the best team by 14, winning that first game against Martin was, I mean, I think Ash could have done that one probably. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, just these last two games have shown that this guy is a very, very yeah, good he, coach. He may not be fiery. He may not be Jeff Choate. He may not, you know, 
be the guy giving those impassioned uh, speeches before the game. But he's a damn good coach, and I'm super – I think we're super lucky that we have him leading us into this yeah. first championship game and we since 84. Ha- we have great game plans, and we make a very good – I mentioned this last week, but we make great second-half adjustments. You know, look at what we – we shut out South Dakota State last week. We shut down Eastern Washington in the second half. Weber couldn't move the ball against us, and we knew they wouldn't because we were so conservative on offense. You know, the Grizz game, that was kind of the outlier, but they really didn't do much on offense either outside of that first uh, big play they had. And we had a hurt Afonso and McKay at quarterback. So you look at mo- all these games, yeah. the game plan and the second-half adjustments have been very well put together and again that helps us too because i think the players know that they're not out of it you know like 2019 uh 2018 if a guy like watson breaks a a long touchdown early that can just be completely deflating and you kind of give up a little bit it's hard not to but if that happens saturday and it very well could happen north dakota state's got a lot of studs you know, you can't focus on any one guy. If they break a big touchdown, I think our guys can know that we can make adjustments, that Tommy can score, that the coaches can come up with a scheme that can limit, you know, scoring the rest of the game. So it, it's going to be, for a lot of reasons, a great game to watch. Tycoon, when you when you look at this game as a, an unbiased <laughs> bystander uh, from the outside. The Grizz obviously um, didn't make it past the quarterfinals once again this year. Um, you are pulling for the Montana team because you are a gentleman uh, and yep. just someone who likes Montana football. So I'll give you that compliment. Um, but kind of on the outside looking in, what are your thoughts uh, going into this game on how Montana State matches up against them? So uh, my biggest concern is like, look, I'd love touchdown Tommy. He has his resume up to this point. Three games started, three games won in the playoffs. Like it is, it's a thing of legend. And my concern is, and we went through this on the last pod, is that his passing numbers don't look that great when you take out a few big plays. And now the fact that he can hit those big plays is is a compliment to him. It's something that no Cats quarterback seemingly could have done over the past ten years. Um, but if a team can shut down. Uh, it kind of touched down Tommy's passing, then they're going to have to rely on the ground game. And when you look at North Dakota State's numbers this year, their strength is shutting down the ground game. I mean, opponents are held to 82 yards per game uh, rushing. Um, and so it, it, my concern going into this game, if I was a Cats fan, is like, can, can they shut down the passing game if yes, are we good enough to overcome this monster uh, North Dakota State pass or sorry Russia defense? Um, yeah, and those are both kind of open questions. Like going into a game like this as an underdog, like I think those are natural questions. But um, if you can't, uh, I think it's going to be a blowout. Like if you can't run on North Dakota State, I, I just I think that this game is not going to be close. Yeah, I think the one thing about South Dakota State, South Dakota State was much better against, was much better rush D than pass D. And they did take advantage of that with some of those long throws when they're going one-on-one. I, I mean, you 
there is obviously the this team now. Craig, uh, it's not Craig Bull anymore. Whatever his name is, Matt Eck, I think is the coach of NDSU. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> I don't really don't care at all. Uh, Matt Entz. Matt Entz. Um, he's had. I mean, he knows Tommy's no secret now, obviously. Yep. And especially when you're preparing for this game, like obviously he knows who Tommy is. He knows the story. He knows exactly what's happened. You have three weeks to prepare for this guy. Um, so it's going to be a chess match. I mean, Vegan also knows that this guy's had three weeks to prepare for Tommy. There's probably yep. going to be some different things that have been implemented in the last three weeks that we haven't seen yet, given the time, the reps, um, Vegan's knowledge of North Dakota State and their defense, if it hasn't changed much since the time he was there. I mean, it, that was a long time ago, obviously. It was nine years ago, that he, or eight years ago since he left. But um, I think that's going to be an interesting chess match to watch, is that what do you do with Tommy now that a team has had three weeks to prep for him? You hope that he's obviously he's become more comfortable under center after that UT Martin game, getting two big time teams and two big time wins. Um, and you have also seen that the moment's not too big for him. He played fantastic in that South Dakota State game at home in front of twenty one thousand fans chanting his name, and it wasn't too big for him. Yep. Uh, so I think that's just going to be a really interesting chess match to see what the Cats have changed about him and how North Dakota State game plans for him. Because I think you're right. If Afonso is not 100% and can't get going, then you're putting that ball in Tommy's hands 30 times. And he was getting jacked up in that yes. South Dakota State game. Yeah. And that is worrisome too that um, he's a tough kid, obviously. I mean, you bounce around a little bit more when you're 19 than when you're our age. Uh, you know, <laughs> like that, but still. Well, not parlay. You, parlay Tommy's, can take hits like that all not, day, no problem. Yeah, he can still dunk. Okay. So um, when you <laughs> – but, I mean, that's that's the one thing I worry about is if they do shut down Afonso and Afonso's not healthy, that's a lot, a lot of pressure on Tommy in a chipper. And he got hit a lot during South Dakota, and you just wonder how much that body can take as a as a 19-year-old who yeah. still hasn't reached his full potential in the weight room probably either. And, and I mean, it's like, look, there there's not been a team that shut him down yet. And until there is, like, you have to assume that he can overcome the challenges. And, yeah, yeah. like, the, when the Patriots with Tom Brady, like, yeah, the strategy always going into games is, like, you got to hit Tom Brady, like, hard and you got to hit him often. That's one thing to say, and it's another thing to do it. Like, if you're going against, yeah, it's, like, it's one thing to say, like, yeah, North Dakota State, if they shut down the run, Tommy Malat's been running all over these playoffs. So it's, that is easier said than done. Um, but that's going to be one indicator. I look at kind of those first couple drives of the Bobcats. If they can't get the ball moving on the ground, um, that could be, that could be problematic. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think that, I think the Afonso thing is huge though for, I mean, totally. yeah, yeah. they were a one dimensional running team against South Dakota state and could do it. You add in Afonso, who's a all American running back, and you put in maybe some run pass op- run pass options, just some things that you have three different options to go to on a play where Tommy can run it, Isaiah, you give it to Isaiah, uh, or you can throw the ball. I think that opens up a lot for the Cats um, to make them not so one-dimensional on the rushing side because Elliott just didn't have it in that South Dakota State game. They didn't even hand it to him at the end of the game. It was Tommy still trying to get those yards to put the game away. Um, so I think, I think Alfonso, again, that one can't be <laughs> overstated how important that would be to have him back. And thank God we had three weeks to try and get him um, kind of, you know, uh, rehabbed. Um, hopefully they've been using their rehab coins from Retro Bowl on the rehab facilities uh, <laughs> to get Afonso oh ready. Everyone flying down to Frisco, if you need to kill time on the plane, download Retro Bowl. <laughs> it has swept through it's a the Big slippery, Sky Podcast slippery Network. slope. It, uh, it is so addicting. It's like a mobile tech mobile, but somehow 
easier. And you don't have to play easier. defense either. Yeah, you don't. It's 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 really incredible. Um, so what, retro what bowl, they, retro bowl, get retro it. And bowl. when you win a championship, please DM us and show us who you <laughs> won it with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll post it on our Twitter. Um, one thing I wanted to flag because another what would have been another funny outcome, not because of the the health reasons, but just like as a big disappointment to Bobcat fans would be if somehow the team wasn't able to field enough players for COVID reasons and had to forfeit the national championship. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but the NCAA put out a contingency plan in case that were to happen. And right now, if, if they, if neither team or if a team doesn't have the 53 eligible players, they can still opt in to play the game. And so if you don't have enough guys to get on the field, you can still opt in to play the game. Um, there's also a scenario, which would not be good for your travel plans, but there's also a scenario where if <laughs> both teams can't uh, play. They can move the title game to January 14th. Nate, would you stay the extra and week? So, it's a good question. So it'd be four extra days. I'm going to definitely bring my uh, company laptop Maybe. down. Uh could make it work. Could definitely make it work. It would take, uh, you know, Southwest, so easy changes and all that kind of stuff. Um, it would come down to needing to find another Airbnb. But I, I would probably confidently say that I would stay down there that week, find a laundromat, redo my cat's clothes, and, and give it another Speaking of Southwest, go. we can check bags. I might as well check a couple bags. You know, pack heavy. Yeah, check a big, check the big the bag. <laughs> yeah, check the big bag. Pack for the week, just no case. one's ever gonna get no one's ever gonna make fun of you for being over prepared. You're only gonna feel bad if you're under prepared. Do you guys have lucky shirts, lucky outfits, cute little outfits that you wear? You can't wear the same thing to the game that you wore in Bozeman because the temperature difference well, is I, gonna be like I, 80 degrees. I can because I, I didn't well, wear a coat. You can wear the base layer. Yeah, you could wear the same base layer as you did in Bozeman without the four coats on top of it. Yeah, the lucky base layer. Um so, well, not the I meant the not a literal like ski base layer like the sweatshirt that you wore yeah. under your coat. Um, I'm not talking about a thermal. We so Parley's got its rally hat on. That's a good look. Um, one, so we kind of talked about you know Vegan playing against his old team. Um, that is <laughs> I a, knew this is going to come up. That is a big advantage. You know, it is like if you're if you're looking for things breaking in the cat's favor, having the coach. A former coach of the team, that is unquestionably a, a check mark for the Bobcats. Um, another point that was brought up by former coach Jeff Choate is that <laughs> is that you're also playing North Dakota State on a neutral field. Granted, they're used to Frisco, but instead of playing in the Fargo Dome, um, unlike the past two playoff appearances, you're playing them on a neutral field in Texas. You have to think there's going to be just as many Bobcat fans as Bison fans down there. Not in the stands, um, one thing though. I want to talk about mm-hmm. was Jeff Choate. Jeff Choate, um, he got about a 10,000-word article Quite the in the article. Bozeman Chronicle. Chronicle. Quite the article from Greg Rockhodge. Um, uh, wait, was it Rockhodge? There was, was. another one in the Bozeman yeah, Chronicle. Yeah, old nemesis. Colton Poole did Rockhodge. another one. He, he, was, he was doing it. It was, it was Rockhodge in the Chronicle. He's 406 Sports, so I think it's everything. Okay. Uh, I thought Colton Poole wrote this one. Maybe there's a few of them, but about 10,000 words for Jeff Choate. Um, talking about this team that he built. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this. A couple quotes that I wrote down from here. Um, This is not a quote from Choate, but from the article. Choate built it, meaning the Bobcat championship (laughs) team, and Vegan and the Bobcats um, 
are paying it forward for Frisco or taking it to Frisco. Um, Jeff Choate also said, I gave you everything you need to be a champion. So go do it. That's what he told the team. Let's give me your general thoughts. Parley, let's start with you. General thoughts on this Jeff Choate piece. I did not read it. I have seen some of the quotes. I don't think I haven't heard you the quote that is the cringy one yet. So I think what you just said now, okay, whatever. I mean, he did kind of build it. Um, and it, and it's emotional to leave your team after four years, four years beating the Grizz, by the way. And to leave them and say, you know, I we built. The, 28 and 22, total record. <laughs> and, uh, you know, go win it. You know, we you have the tools it takes. Now go win it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there might have been one more. No, not you have the tools. He didn't say you have the tools. He said, I gave you uh-huh. everything you need to be a champion. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I read it, and I, I, I would be the first to say that I love Jeff Cho, and I thought it was a fantastic hire from Montana State. I disagree with Brian Marceau, who said uh, in our group DMs that the cupboards weren't bare when Ash left. They were insanely bare there was nobody left on offense the defense was god awful choke came in <clears throat> took him a couple years to get that winning record but always seemed like he was taking it in the right direction so i am one of those that thinks choke was a savior of this montana state team that being said to have this article written and you know that choke didn't reach out to greg rockhoff to have uh, it written i don't about know him. about that are we sure <laughs> i don't know it all stems that. from the it all stems from the picture of those two hugging uh after the south dakota state game Conveniently, and kind in front of about of the, the respect cameras. they have. Well, conveniently, in front of the camera, um, on the coaches. Come on, but <laughs> no, but yeah, conveniently, but, the person uh, who posted those pictures, Brandon Sullivan of KPAX News. So he just happened to be there um, with his nice camera, was able to put him up with uh, the caption respect. So that's probably a coincidence too. Joe probably didn't know. So that yes, the camera was but there. to answer to answer your actual question, was it cringy or was there some like that article about the big? Is the I gave you everything you need to be a champion, so go do it. Um, weird, weird thing to even bring up again, even if you did say that to the players when you left for Texas and left them high and dry, even though everybody knew you were going to leave because you tried to get the Boise State job. It's a weird thing to reiterate it right now when they're going to play in a game and Vegan got them there. And Vegan, obviously, is probably a better X's and O's coach than you. Yeah. And won games that you hadn't won while you were there and took them, you know, one step farther than you got them the year before. Um it's just a weird thing to reiterate in an article. Yeah, it's super and weird. I I didn't love it. I mean, I know there's going to be, like I said, I love Jeff Choate. And I thought it was a fantastic thing for our program. And I don't mind this article being written about how he feels about Montana State going to the national championship. I think it's a great narrative. It's a, just a cool thing. To, I, I would love to hear more of these articles and get the thoughts on what a coach thinks after, you know, when they leave in the next year, they make a national championship or anything like that at any level. I would like to hear that stuff. Uh, and maybe I'm like asking for a coach to be super honest and not give us coach speak sound bites. And then when they do, I'm like, what a weird thing to say. So I'm kind of yeah. being contradictory here because I do like that kind of stuff, but just a weird where it does feel like a little bit of a, he's trying to take some of that spotlight for what vegan and the kids did this year to get to Frisco in Big this time. article. Long story short, I feel like there's a little bit of spotlight chasing uh, that came from this article. Uh, a little bit of spotlight chasing, yeah. And I don't know how much of it is. So I think, one, I think 
100% Jeff Choate reached out and said, like, I'm happy to give some thoughts on this. And the article came out. But I also think <laughs> he's that, proactively like yeah, trying to call the paparazzi to you in L.A. He cares about his image everywhere so much. And it's like it, it's good for him. He's a successful coach. People in Montana love him. Um, he is that is not an image that comes by accident. He has put a lot of thought into this and reporters love him. I mean, there is you can tell the reporters in the state miss Jeff Choate. Um, because he was personable, he was open, he gave great press conferences. They miss him. The fact that there's like two willing partners here just leads to one of the lo- longest articles written by the Bozeman Chronicle all year, or Montana sports. This thing, you just <laughs> keep scrolling long. down and down and down. The last section, Choate may now be, this is the last two sentences, Choate may now be on the outside looking in, but the next time he and Vegan meet face-to-face on the field, perhaps they'll embrace under even greater circumstances to celebrate a national championship. So we already know Jeff Choate's going to be there. I'm excited to see which well, his seats, son plays for the team. What not seats he's that. picked out in the stadium. I'm sure they are maximized for the ESPN camera angles. We're going to see a lot of Jeff Choate. <laughs> um, he may be even down on the sideline, talk to the <laughs> sideline reporter. I'm sure he's made himself open to that. He can probably show people around because he's been in Texas for the past 15 months. He can show people the ropes, show people what where to eat. Um, I guarantee you he makes an appearance at a couple MSU alumni parties. Um, this is good for him. Good for I him. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So the one, there's one part in that, well, there's one part of that article that I thought would be like the perfect thing for this article. It's, uh, it was a quote. It's like leadership is about making others better as a result of your presence and making sure that the impact lasts in your absence. And that, this is him speaking now, is kind of what I took away from the pride that you know of, ha- you that you have knowing that you truly left it better than you found it. Like that's a good soundbite. Like that makes sense to say that. Like you took pride in building this. You're seeing someone else now, you sure. know, take it because you built it to that level. Like that's a perfect and okay thing to say that doesn't feel like you're trying to make some of this about you and what you did. It is saying like, I brought this program to where it was at. Someone took it. And it's really cool to see that I built some of this foundation. Instead of saying, I gave you all the tools to be champions. I gave you this. Like yeah. just, those are two separate sound bites. One sounds a little bit better than the other. So, and here's the other thing. And this is kind of the, the elephant in the room. Yes, Jory Choate still plays on Montana State, backup linebacker, gets in on special teams. He's a sophomore, still still a part of Montana State. If that if, if his son wasn't on the team, Jeff Choate still would have been in the stadium. He'd still be in Frisco. He'd still be on the field hugging. Uh, Frisco, I could see. I don't know if he would have come to South Dakota State. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but no, and I take your point, Nate. Like, we do want coaches to open up. Um, and this is not coach speak. This is something like I've never really <laughs> seen before. Uh, and so hats off there to was him. One, though, but there was, is, one, there was is, one thing I had to put out. Yeah, go ahead. Leon Costello's Leon Costello's one quote in this whole thing, Montana state's athletic director. I love it. Cause he's like, I am not getting this. Like leave <laughs> yeah. me the hell out of this pissing contest. His quote, we wouldn't be where we are today without either of them. Dot, dot, dot. I just appreciate both of them for what they've done for this program. Is the perfect, leave me out of it, athletic director. I am not going to piss off my head coach. Choate was a great coach, but leave me the hell out of this article. Yeah. That quote just screams like Leon picked up the phone, got from Rock Hotch, like the gist of the article. He was like, You're writing about what? Oh, shit. We wouldn't be here without Jeff Choate or Coach Vegan, of course. Like, yeah, he. Gotta go. Yeah, gotta go. Boss is calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So it's the it just shows exactly what a lot of people probably think about that article right there. The two sentences from the AD and out. I th- I think I predicted this on our last podcast. If not, I meant to. I knew that there would be some puff piece about Jeff Choate. Um and I'm just excited that it, that he is still in our lives um, from afar. It's just hats off to. I him. was excited to see him when I saw him when I saw him in that airport in Denver. Yeah. I was excited well, to that, see him. That's the thing. I haven't read the article. I've seen little snippets, but here's what I do know about Choate. 4-0 against the Grizz. I saw him. Uh-huh. 28 and 22 <laughs> overall. Whatever. 4-0 against the Grizz in a semifinal game. Um, I saw him before the Sam Houston game. We beat Sam Houston. Oh, okay. he was there too. Nate oh. saw him before the South Dakota was State game. He lives in Texas. <laughs> Nate saw him before the South Dakota uh-huh. State game. And... Montana State won that game. I hope we see him again. Not only that, I, I I think he's like me. He enjoys a good IPA. So let's 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 move on from Cho. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on from Cho. He does love a good IPA. Uh, Sam Herder of FCS Sports predicts that North Dakota State is going to win twenty-four to seventeen, which I believe would mean Montana State covers the game. Um, on the year, his predictions ninety and forty-eight. So he's predicted the winners more often than not, but still not like a slam dunk record. It's a regular season FCS. How hard is that? Yeah, exactly. We could, go almost, we could almost go 80% through the So I uh, want FCS. to. No, it's straight up. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying is there's big spreads and he's picking straight up. That's not too impressive. Yeah. 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 So congratulations on 90. <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to get into predictions? You get what else do you guys want to talk about? You guys are kind of driving the boat here. I've exhausted myself on Bobcat knowledge and got in some nice uh, Jeff Choate conversation. So as good, yeah, and you did great. And your notes that you brought were fantastic, and Thank your ideas you. and your contributions were great. Uh, you're one of those guys that has to bring notes to these kind of things. <laughs> as Montana Parlay and I've gone off, you know, gone off the cuff and. Well, yeah, but I was I able believe. to cut you off on uh, your long tangents. Yeah. Where if this was, he was a, lifting his glasses a, up, uh, giving us speech. the best man speech code. Um, True. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the lines. Uh, you know, it opened in Montana first. <laughs> Eight point spread is what it opened at. I believe the over under started at forty three and a half, and with two defenses the way they are, I think that's that's about right. I guessed it would be six and a half. My brother guessed, you know, we, we tweeted out a lot of predictions each week. He guessed seven and a half. It's now sitting at seven and a half. And I've seen uh, recently, and it makes me wonder if some news is coming out, with, whether about Watson or Afonso or someone. The un, over-under is now 41 and a half with money on the under. So it's a heavier juice to bet the under. Uh, so I kind of want, may, that could be the rain. Uh, that could be COVID. That could be news about an injury. But, you know, if it drops, forty-one's a pretty key number because that's 21-20. Um, that, that's a, you know, that's obviously a very low over-under. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about 7.5, 41.5? Where, where are you guys sitting on those lines? It's just so hard for me to bet with my head in this game. Yeah. Um, especially when I got my ass kicked two years ago Same. in that semifinal game when we had false Same. hope uh, coming off. I can't remember. Oh, when we beat Austin P. And, and they, they, had, they barely beat, they beat somebody. Uh, Illinois State like 9-6 to six or something silly like that. 
Yeah. So I had this false sense of hope and absolutely got my, I'm still trying to make up the money I lost from that weekend two years ago. So it's really hard for me to bet with my uh, heart uh, on this one. Um, you know, I think North Dakota State's proven that, that, I mean, they're the best FCS team of all time, best FCS program of all time. Uh, and what they've done in these championship games is just unbelievable and probably will never happen again. Um, and so it's really hard for me to take, if I was bystander, third party, unbiased, looking at all the stats, it would be really hard for me to take Montana State plus seven and a half in this game. Uh, but again, my heart wants to take Montana State money line, make a little money, celebrate, have a national championship. So it's just really hard to talk betting lines when it's your when it's your favorite team, regardless of any sport, any level, anything. Like this is uh, this is way too much in my heart to have a real idea on how I feel about uh, the lines. Yeah, you don't want to. You know, you don't want to be the guy in a game like this to emotion place in a an emotional hedge bet, because um, you're not gonna, yeah. you're not going to so, walk around yeah. Frisco feeling good with a hundred bucks in your pocket and North Dakota State winning. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I will say, you know, I bring I've brought them up uh, every week since they won the World Series. But the Atlanta Braves, our Atlanta Braves, our collective Atlanta Braves, won the World Series this year. They were big time underdogs in the NLCS and in the World Series. Um, you just, I mean, you truly, you play the games for a reason. The Bobcats are an underdog here, but um, crazier things have happened. So, oh, crazier things than this have happened. Like yeah. this isn't going to be the, some monumental this is a touchdown game, Montana State right? I mean, software. Yeah, yeah, this is not that big of a deal. You'd probably want to be in North Dakota State shoes. You'd probably feel a little bit better if you're in North Dakota State, but you play the games for a reason. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, and on on the so on the spread, I'm gonna save my thoughts until um, uh, predictions. But on the over under, I mean, I would take I would take the I would take the over. Um, my general philosophy is to zig when others zag. I'm just looking at North Dakota State's games this year. They hit over on you know 42 in the majority of their games. Uh, Bobcat defense is great, but I just I think for a variety of factors, I think there's going to be a decent amount of uh, points put up. Uh, 42 is not that much uh, to hit, you know, three touchdowns each. Let's just, let's root for points. Let's root for the cats. But um, yeah, I would, I would go with the over. Yeah. I could see it a grinded out game, but there's a lot of potential for big plays on both sides. So, but then again, there's that yeah. grass. Good point. Uh, both teams are used to playing on turf or that, you know, whatever they call it now, but, this is real grass, and that does make a difference. So it slows things down a little bit. Um, and I've seen games at Frisco where it's a little sloppy. It's a little, you know, the the grip isn't good. The turf is falling apart. So that that could be part of the over-under, too. But I, I have been betting. You know, I've had a pretty good bowl season, and I've been investing profits uh, into my team, both at eight points and the money line. Uh, the money line here in Illinois was plus 275 for a while, and where it was plus 235 in Montana. So you better believe I have the Bobcats money line. Um, I yep. won't say how much, but it's it's not a small sum. <laughs> he may pay for his trip, <laughs> depending on what the Bobcats do. 
Um, so before we get into predictions, uh, Nate, I want to give you the opportunity to talk uh, some Wikipedia. Um, any fun facts yeah. that you've had? But one, one, a couple fun facts, just, just as an FYI to you guys, um, as you're killing time in Frisco, a couple things I wanted to bring up. Frisco is home to the Museum of the American Railroad um, and also uh, the National Video Game Museum. So you can check out both those things while you're there. I think the Soccer Hall of Fame, too, like the U.S. Soccer Hall of Fame as oh, well. Oh, cool. Yeah, do all three. Uh, maybe on Sunday you can go hit all three of those up. Um, but, Nate, take it away. What do you got? Well, Frisco, by all things that I can see, is a very underwhelming town. Mm. One, it's in North Dakota, underwhelming state. Maybe one you of the most Fargo underwhelming states. Or Frisco. Okay. Fargo. Okay. I think you said Frisco. Did right? I say Frisco? I don't know about Frisco okay. yet. I don't know about Frisco yet. To be determined. But Fargo. Fargo, underwhelming. You look at a picture of it, it looks like almost any other Midwest city over 100,000 people. Uh, a downtown area, I suppose. Uh, I did look it up, the geography part of it. You can, I guarantee, you could almost, you could probably drive from Weibo to Fargo. It's about five hours, 361 miles, and not touch your steering wheel once. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The straight line from Weibo to Fargo, they have to be on the exact same latitude plane. Uh, it's just kind of crazy how, how. Interesting. That's a good straight of a line that would be to get from Weibo to Fargo. Yeah, so you are driving 361 miles across North Dakota to get there, uh, and then uh, you know basically Fargo's in Minnesota. Like it border. I think you drive it's out the east side of Fargo, Fargo and you're in Minnesota. Yeah, great point. That's so great point, Parlay. Where the hell's Moorhead? Moorhead, Minnesota. It's the twin city with a city in another state. Well, I know it's in Minnesota after it's right across the well, border. It's probably right it. to the east. Yeah. I don't see it. <laughs> this is great content. I don't see more. I'll, I'll, I'll interlude yeah. here like some gambling knowledge, and this could be expired by now, but North Dakota, North Dakota actually has legal table games like Blackjack, but they have to be sponsored by a charity. So what you'll find in bars and at uh, like a poker tournament is like some random charity will be hosting a blackjack table. Interesting. Little little, ga- little gambling cool. tidbit. Okay, I found Moorhead. I found Moorhead. I was looking for like a bigger twin city. This is like a 42,000. <laughs> they're basically, yeah, they're just cut by the Red River. I... I was zoomed out far enough where Moorhead wasn't even registering on the map. Got it. Okay, anything else on Fargo? Um, It's really just like I said. It looks like I'm looking at some of these images. It's like any other Midwest city over 100,000. There's no mountains in the background. Like Billings isn't like the most picturesque city, but at least you have the rims and the Beartooths in the distance. I've lived in Wichita, Kansas before. It reminds me of that. It's giving me some flashbacks uh, to living living there. Um, So really... There's not much on it. Hmm. Um, Concordia College is in Moorhead, so they, so uh, I'm sure that's a massive uh, rivalry between North Dakota State and uh, Concordia. Oh yeah, they're probably always stealing each other's mascots. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been terrible. This has been our worst Wikipedia. <laughs> this has been one of the worst, but I didn't Good know. I thought Moorhead God. was going to be bigger. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I thought Why Moorhead was going to be big, so much on Moorhead. Yeah. Moorhead North Dakota State, though. North Dakota State. It's truly North Dakota State's been around for 100, 132 years. Uh-huh. Um, uh, administrative staff is 1,720 to go along with 13,173 students. So Montana State has them by about 5,000 students. Uh, students or so. It's an urban campus, 258 acres, very walkable, very walkable. Mm-hmm. Um, and their mascot is Thundar, T-H-U-N-D-A-R. Oh, that's pretty cool. Thundar the bison. Yes, it uh, resembles the, it re- I love how it, I love how it resembles the American bison. So there you go. <laughs> if you were wondering what the mascot would resemble, it's an American bison. <laughs> They were um, the Aggies until 1919 when they changed their name to Bison. And Thundar became the official mascot of the university in 1991. So now I know what to name my Bison burger that I eat on Friday. Yeah, what are you going to name it? Good call. Thundar. I like this Thundar. I can't even find... I honestly can't really find if they have a notable alumni page. Um, they do. If you go down, you scroll oh, go. down uh, below Got sororities. It. There's four active sororities on campus. Um, almost double. Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. My God, but Trey Lance, Carson Wentz, Isaac Snell, the first lady of North Dakota. Yeah. Whew. This is pretty John underwhelming. John the mayor of Fargo from 1978 to 1994. <laughs> this is pretty underwhelming. I told you, this is a very underwhelming Wikipedia page. Joe Kittle, for those University of Mary uh, men's basketball fans. Over in, I actually drove over to University of Mary uh, versus Dickinson football game. So it was in Dickinson, North Dakota. When I was a freshman in college, I went and saw one of my buddies over there. Had a fantastic time. It was the first time I'd ever had Dr. Pepper um, and rum. Ooh, that's a good mix. Together. Underrated. In the same cup. God, it was good. I don't... It was It was something. I might wash my bison burger down with that Friday night. Smart. It was really good. It was really All right. Good. We've exhausted the Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, Jerry's given us the signal that we need to wrap this Jerry, up. Cut so, all that out. Predictions. And I say that Trey Lance, Trey Lance should not be on notable alumni. Are you an alumnus if you didn't graduate? Ooh. Am I alumnus question. of Montana State? I was there for a little bit. You know. Yeah, I think but I mean you might have to take off that alumni Lance, uh, license plate for we, we had we gave the same to our colleges. <laughs> I think in Parlay's case, the fact that you were there for four years is, is enough. It's either <laughs> probably degree, give you like some, what's it called when they give it to someone after they pass away? It wasn't four years. It was Post- two semesters and like an extra month. Two semesters. Oh, then that's not alumni. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're more of like a visiting, visiting fellow. You can, you can, you can turn in your alumni stickers when you come to Frisco, please. <laughs> um, Oh, and if any of your nephews have Mon- like Montana State uncle on them or Montana State nephew, they will have to give those back yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cross the board. No, it's all right. To, I mean, I didn't go to the University of Montana. Stolen Valor. I'm still a big fan of them. Stolen Valor. But you don't have a license plate frame that says Grizzle alumni. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Um, like I love Notre Dame, but I don't have any. I mean, I would love to wear something that says Notre Dame alumni, and people think I'm that smart. But yeah, well, after that best man speech, Valor. everyone everyone probably assumes he went to Notre Dame. <laughs> They're like, "That's a Notre Dame man." If I've ever heard one. <laughs> All right, uh, Nate, starting with you, predictions. Reminder: Sam Herder, stellar ninety and forty-eight on the year, predicts North Dakota State twenty-four seventeen. What are you saying? Man, this one is this one is honestly it's uncharted territory for me ever being a fan of of the Montana State Bobcats. Obviously, I was born in '85, so I will reveal my age parlay. I know that it gets a little sensitive for you, but I'm 36. Uh, they were in the chipper in '84, so it was a year before I was even born. So this is uncharted territory to have a game of this magnitude as a fan, and that's what makes it so hard to um, predict this. But I'm going to just give a heart prediction. One that would make me so happy. I'm going to try and speak it into existence. I'm not going to bet on this, but I'm just going to try and speak it out there. It's a new year. You know, a lot of people are doing vision boards. Have yeah. you seen those? Have oh, you done yeah. one yet? Have you done yours? No, of course not. But I'm excited to hear about oh, yours. Well, show us when you do. Um, mm-hmm. So my my uh, podcast vision board that I'm outwardly speaking right now is Montana State 25, North Dakota State 23. The Cats win it. We go out okay. and party our asses off in Frisco. Um, and it'll be a weekend I'll never forget. Cool. 25, that's a super easy number for the Cats to arrive at. 25 points. Um, if we know anything, the Montana State has not done anything, like, you know, really traditional this year and how they've approached anything. Uh, so an untraditional score would, you know, sure. kind of fit the bill. Montana Parlay. Do you have that coin ready, uh, Bear Tycoon? Yeah. Yep. Because the final score... You still haven't done your vision board, Bear Tycoon? The final score is going to be 27 to 20. Okay. And if it's tails, the Bobcats win. It's heads. Ah, fuck. 27. Oh, you fucker. Oh, no. 27. I just screwed up. 20. North Dakota State. Ah, damn um, it. So now, now it's going to be... Now it's going to be, do verbal vision boards outweigh chance or there's a flip of a coin? So we got a vision board. We have, we've left it up to Lady Luck in Parlay's case. And then me, a Grizz fan coming in. um, Who's rooting for, I am genuinely rooting for the Bobby. He didn't actually show us the the coin either. So, you know, and I'm wearing my lucky shirt. I'll do it again. I, I, uh... Would you like me to flip it again? <laughs> no, then we're just then it's just becoming yeah. a yeah. A You've theater. made your bad parlay. Um, I'm rooting for the Bobcats. When Bobcats were playing South Dakota State, my heart was truly rooting for them to win the game. It will be rooting for them uh, to win this game, uh, but I just think there's too many questions uh, on the Montana State side. I don't think it's going to be close, fellas. And I apologize. I am predicting 38-10 North Dakota State. Um, you can't accuse me of reverse jinxing this, the Bobcats. I wanted to do True. 50 to zero Bobcats, um, just to just to slightly ruin your trip. But I hope you have a good trip. Um, I hope I'm wrong, and I will celebrate with you uh, if I am wrong. But 38-10 is my prediction for the national championship. Bison taking it yet again. Hmm. I mean, you're going with history. I mean, if you were, I mean, it makes sense Safe why you choice. would say that. And Safe again, choice. 
it's a safe choice. It's you don't want to sure. step out on a ledge, not right now, not at the end of the season after you've been right on most of your predictions all year, uh, all year long on this podcast. Yeah, so I, mean, I predicted the Bobcats to save, win every to save round. Hmm. I predicted them. You're not hot take. Round. You're not hot take bear tycoon, are you? No, uh, it's the same. It's I never claimed to be. I did not mean for this to happen. But I'm just looking at my notes. It's the same margin of victory North Dakota State had in the 2019 semifinals, 28 points. So. Like you guys got to eat the clock, uh, you got to uh, you got to run that ball successfully, and we'll see if that happens. If that does start to happen, I may play some live bets if I'm able on on the Cats to win. Okay. Well, I mean, we get it, we get it, we get it, and you're not reverse jinxing. Maybe you are reverse jinxing. Maybe this is good for us. Yeah, maybe if if. If the Bobcats do win, I am taking full credit for reverse jinxing it into existence. Uh, all the Bobcat fans going down to Frisco, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Nate, Montana Parlay will be around. They'll buy you a beer. They'll uh, come visit your your tailgate for a small appearance fee. Um, we will definitely – I think we'll be going over for sure. That there's a Montana State one that we'll be hitting up, obviously, yeah. Uh, that morning. And then I think FCS fans nation also has a yeah. spot. So there's going to be a bunch of contributors just from, Kyler, you know, I think Kyler, Chris, Chris. Uh, Kyler Neal, Chris Hammond from Idaho, Kyler Neal from the Eagles power hour. Um, uh, Ryan Thornburg from R and R cat. Chris is going to cat cast. Cat oh yeah. The, the cat cast going is going to be there. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, Ryan Foley from that as well. So there's going to be a lot of people from the big side podcast network and also just the FCS and in, in, uh, at large, that'll be there. So that'd be really cool. Uh, to go do that, and uh, Bobcat fans are supposed to be wearing blue for this game, so it looks good on TV. So wear your blue. Um, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Um, last thing I had, just because we forgot the past couple shows, but thanks to Laney Lou and the Bird Dogs for playing us in every podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, check them out. They're playing all sorts of shows I'm seeing on Instagram. <laughs> um, Give them some love. Uh, anything else from, from you fellas? See you in Frisco. Yeah. Well, I'll see you in Frisco. We will not see Barry Tycoon. I'm just he saying you, invi- This fans. is on record. He was invited. You, you the listeners oh, I thought, of the podcast. Every listener. Uh, but And it should go on record that Barry Tycoon was invited oh, down. Thank you. Um, we extended Offered the invitation. We extended... Uh, we offered free drinks, free food the whole time he was down room there. And board. And he still declined the invite, room and board, both. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still declined, and we don't know why uh, we would have gone if it was go. Montana playing yeah. in it. Um, but uh, we will, I'm sure, be FaceTiming and calling him as we're celebrating after the game. Uh, if he can still hear us through the slurring. Um, <laughs> but it should be fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys have a good time. Genuinely. Hope you guys have a very good trip, safe trip, and I hope the Bobcats win this thing. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I'm tired of talking about the Bobcats. There's been several podcasts in a row, no Grizz talk. We'll have. And we one still more. have another one after this to recap it all. So next we are not week, going anywhere. Yeah, next, next week, week we will be back. Bobcat only Bob uh, podcast. So <clears throat> that's what happens when there's only one team from Montana playing in the playoffs. <laughs> yep. All right, fellas. <laughs> Good and with that, riddance. Go Cats. We'll see everybody in Frisco. Go Cats. Cannot wait. Tommy Football's coming for your ass, North Dakota State. 
And the bison used to, you know, one last thing. The bison was my oh, favorite good. animal growing what? up. Um, I thought it was the coolest animal. I like the Great Falls High logo. Mm-hmm. Um, but, God, I, I hate him this week. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Not my favorite animal anymore. Yeah, really good thing to end on. And strong. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right, we'll see everybody at Frisco. Go Cats and uh, fly safe. Please take me back, just take me back to that time of innocence. Lay down with me, but keep it clean so the secret never ends. Everything I wanna do on this night just feels so wrong.